try this at your next party. Someone comes up to you, you're holding a glass, and they say, would you like a refill? And you say, why, yes, please. They begin to pour into your glass, and they say, just say when. Well, don't say when. Don't say a thing. See if they keep filling. And if they do, watch it fill over your cup, over your hand, onto the floor. Let them pour and pour and pour. And you say, that's ridiculous. But that's exactly where we are today. And that's where we're going. Wake the faith up, Slayer, Garth Ackman, David Alliance. You can reach out to me at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. Hey, I've been getting some more feedback on conference ideas and on podcast ideas. Some people want me to do a whole other best of the best on the end times with Israel. There's definitely a strong possibility I will be going in that direction. Some of you have been giving me ideas about the men's conference in the spring, if we do have one. Still praying about that, waiting to see. Also, some of you have just been complimenting me lately on the on the uh, episodes, on the podcast. Thank you very much. Pete, you are listening, and you threw out a, a compliment. Thank you so much for listening. Brother, you are a man of God, a, a someone to be uh, revered. I love your walk. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for the word. So today, let's hit this up. Psalm 127. You've probably heard this, uh, if not preached on, at least read at some point. It's pretty interesting. It says, unless the Lord builds the house... They labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Or some translations say he gives them rest. This is an interesting scripture. You know, what are we missing in today's world? For many of us, and we would say the younger generation, but I see it in a lot of older people, it's just hard work. And this verse is not implying that we don't have to work hard if we just rely on God. No, we obviously must labor. We must work. But we must learn to work in regards to God's direction. There's an unbelievable interesting play here on words between children, labor, and arrows. But that's a whole other podcast, probably two or three. But let's get back to the idea of work. It's a must It is a requirement. And in fact, the Bible also says if a man does not work, he shouldn't eat. 2 Thessalonians 3.10. 2 Thessalonians 3.10. So what's missing in today's world for a lot of people? And men especially. Well, hard work. But this psalm says if a man labors and God does not build the house, then he's laboring in vain. He's wasting his time. So what do we know? Well, we know we've got to put in the work. But the word build has a dual meaning here. It means unless God owns the house, unless he fashions it to his design, you are wasting your time. You will never rest. How many of you remember the curses in Genesis 3? And you're probably thinking, yeah, hello, my favorite. You know, God hands out curses after Adam and Eve's sin. The curse that he gives Adam, I, I talked on this a long time ago, but if you remember, It's the uh, curse that you will work the ground by the sweat of your brow. That word there in the Hebrew is zayah, the sweat of my brow. You work your butt off, but it's just not enough. I remember plain as day, playing basketball as a high schooler uh, on a hot summer day at our Christian camp. I think I was a sophomore or junior. And listen, not to brag, but I was a baller. I really was. 
Um, in fact, many times people are like, hey, uh, you can have the white guy. And I, I'm, I could smoke people on the court. But this particular day at camp, I was playing, I'll just be straight, playing with some brothers from Chicago. And they were schooling me. They were killers. And, of course, girls were watching. And no matter how hard I played and, yes, scored, it was never enough. And at one point, I just remember leaning over, putting my head in my hands, bending down, sweat pouring over my head, down on my face. You could just feel it trickling down the side of your sideburns. I didn't have sideburns, but you know what I mean. And I remember just wondering, will we ever get ahead? Are we, is there even a possibility we're going to win? The curse Zaya. Things will never be enough. We have to work more and more and more. Work will never be over. I get a car, I need another car. I get a house, I need a cottage. I get a cottage, I need a ski retreat. I, you know, it's never enough. I don't know if you remember who John D. Rockefeller was, the founder of the Standard Oil Company. He was the first billionaire of the United States of America and at one time was the richest man on earth. Documented, he was being interviewed by a reporter and the reporter asked him, Mr. Rockefeller, how much money is enough? He calmly thought about it, leaned forward and said, just a little bit more. It doesn't sound like he has rest, right? But God can give you rest if you let him fashion the work. It starts by him taking the curse. Cursed is he who hangs on a tree. That's in Galatians. So he takes our curse. But if he takes our curse, why do so many of us still feel like we're under the curse of Zayah? Like it's never enough. We're never going to get ahead. There's always more to have, always more to do. Well, because you have not asked God to be the designer of your work. You've not asked God to be the one who fashions what you do. Have you taken time to ask God to plan it, to give it a rhythm, to give it a purpose beyond money? Do you feel like it's never over? Do you feel like, oh, another Monday, but it's Thursday? <laughs> do you feel like, what do I got to do to get ahead? Do you feel like I got a raise, but now I need more money? Do, do you feel the pressure from your wife? Do you feel the pressure from your kids and their sports? Do you feel the pressure from your church to give more? You feel like, I just got to make more money. I got to do more. I got to have more. Look, it's all over social media. You know, I mean, I was just listening to an interview today by Terrell Owens, and he was talking about how when he was in the NFL, he was driving a, a Ford. This is hilarious. Multimillionaire Terrell Owens. He was driving a Ford Expedition. He said people are pulling up in G-Wagons, in Lamborghinis, and he's driving a Ford Expedition because he said it doesn't matter to me I loved playing in the NFL in the NFL that's all that mattered I don't know if Terrell's a Christian or not but it sounds like he has a good design behind his work so the question is do you feel like it's never over well then step out of the curse and ask God to design your life and by the way what a terrible thing to be freed from the curse and yet you still work under it figure it out gentlemen and ladies and until tomorrow keep Slaying Giants.